Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome everybody, we are here at the Beer Ladies Podcast once again, thank you for joining us. It is, uh, it is sometime in January and that means dry January for a lot of people and we thought that today we would take a look at non-alcoholic beers, which may seem a little, um, a little weird for a beer podcast, like a Beer Ladies Podcast, but it really isn't actually, there's lots of reasons not to drink um, alcohol in general, for lots of reasons, you know, being pregnant, being, you know, wanting to drive, um, just not feeling like it, which is a perfectly valid excuse to not drink anything. Um, there's, you know, there's plenty of reasons not to drink, and I'm sure we're going to go through it. But uh, I'm your host, Tandy, and today I'm joined by my excellent friends, Christina, Carolyn, and Katie. Give us a wave Hi. and hello, everybody. Hello. Oh, it's so nice to see you guys for a, for a beer ladies podcast again. And let me remind you just uh, before we before we go into what beers we're going to drink, be drinking tonight, uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, uh, God, where else are we? Instagram. We're at all the places. You can find us on any of your podcast networks, as well as on YouTube if you prefer to watch along. You know, some people are more visual, so we're we're kind of everywhere you need us to be. And uh, hit us up, righto. As this episode is kind of like a whole thing of what are you drinking why don't we just start with ms carolyn who by the way has recently moved back to texas and is Yay. going to tell us she's, she's <laughs> going to be our, our truly global representative for like all beers in and around that area which like we're going to learn from this i'm going to be jealous all the time right yeah carolyn, show us show us what you're drinking happy new year all of that and uh, yes. about your non-alcoholic and why you chose it Yes, yeah, so I'm drinking Surreal Brewing Company. It's a Kolsch-style beer. Um, it's from California. It's pretty good. It tastes like a Kolsch-style beer. Does it really? Like, does it? Yeah. Because guys, I mean, I... without the alcohol, of course, but it's pretty good. I'm surprised. Does I it... guess because I don't really drink non-alcoholic beers. Right. Yeah, fair enough. I don't. I don't know about you guys, Katie. Like, I don't know about you, but. I'm always really, really skeptical of non-alcoholic beers, mostly because I don't know what to expect. I think um, when I w was pregnant and driving, I would drink, I have drank non-alcoholic beers. But I think that the selection has improved vastly in 
since I was last pregnant 15 years ago. (laughs) 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 You know? Yeah. Um, so I would have drank, it was German beers like Erdinger and Paul Anner did non-alcoholic. And I think that would have, and maybe Beck's, I think Beck's and mm. Caliber. Wasn't Caliber an old non-alcoholic beer? I don't know if it's still there or not. I don't not. know if I've ever heard of Caliber, but I heard I've that never, I've never no. used them. Um, yeah, and I, I liked the Erdinger non-alcoholic, so that's what I used to drink and that's what I, I am drinking. Yeah. yeah. Is that what you got today? Yeah. The, non-alcoholic. Do they have different styles even? In non-alcoholic, yeah. no. Okay, so that's that's the one style, right? That is, and it's okay. uh, what percentage of alcohol is it? Yeah, because for, it for just says less than zero point five percent. Yeah, which is uh, pretty. Yeah, it seems pretty typical for the non-alcoholics to have that. But yeah. um, I mean, which is still significantly low. Like uh, I was saying to to the to the crew before we started. I mean, your regular like sodas have low levels of alcohol in them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it could be something quite low like that. And there used to be a drink in Ireland actually called Shandy that you could buy, and it was like a fizzy pop soda, whatever you call it, fizzy drink. Um, and it had 1.3% alcohol in it, I think. And it was sold as like a can of Fanta. So would kids be allowed to buy that then? I think would... I remember. Yeah. Wow. It wasn't cool. considered that... alcohol. I think it's yeah. 2% is the limit, isn't it? 2%? Okay. Because yeah. I, was, I was reading around a little bit oh. to, to figure out what, what, what actually does non-alcoholic beer mean even. It seems like... The um, the consensus is less than zero point five percent alcohol, ah. but um, it varies per country. So it it could actually it could actually vary like across the world in different places. It seems like most of the beers though that I, when I was looking around for some non alcoholics, they were either no alcohol at all, which I don't really believe because I mean there must be something, um, or they were zero point five like on the dot. Which is amazing to me, like uh, you know, as a home brewer, that amazes me that you can even get to that um, level. Christina, what have you got first? Uh, I know we've we've each got a few. We try to find as many as we could. So I have um, the Dungarvan um, main sale alcohol free um, pale ale. Oh, and if you're watching this and you see uh, my, my hand, um, I got in a fight <laughs> with a shark. Uh, I won. <laughs> Uh, not really, but uh, yeah, we're good. I'm fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, so I'm drinking the Nagarvin main sale alcohol free pale ale. Again, like everything we're probably going to see, it just says less than, you know, 0.5 ABV. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, it's my first time having it. So I really haven't tried too much of it yet. So I'm, I'm going to sip along for a, li- a little bit and then get back to you on my thoughts on it. Awesome. Um, that sounds good. Because I act like I just opened it and I just took a sip, so I'm gonna kind of sit with it for a minute before I really tell you how I, what I think about it. Fair enough. That's okay. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna show you because I've I uh, I went on a hunt obviously to find some some non-alcoholic beers, and at first all I could find was Heineken, Heineken zero zero, uh, like and it is everywhere by the way but i really didn't want to buy that and actually mostly because i could only buy it in four or six packs and i didn't want to commit to that which sounds a bit odd since it's non-alcoholic but if i wasn't going to like the taste like why should i buy four or six of them so i i try to focus my my um, efforts on being able to find singles so i found this guy which is also a german german beer from salzburg it's stiegel stiegel 
um, and it's called Freibier, Freibier, which is alcohol or free beer, I guess. And um, I've had one or two of their beers before, nothing that I can remember off the top of my head, but um, I'm, I'm drinking this one now, and uh, it's, it's, I think, meant to be like a lager, okay? So it is sweeter for me than a lager, but it's got the same... It's got the same like mouthfeel, it's got the same sort of maybe slightly less carbonated, it's quite creamy, um, and it, it, it does have that taste of like unfermented wort. So if if you're a, a, a brewer, if you've ever been to a brewery and tasted unfermented wort, it's got that kind of multi horlicks kind of taste to it. So that's actually what this tastes like, which in its own right is quite delicious actually. I actually think mine is quite similar mm. and, and mine is German as well. It's it's quite sweet, definitely quite sweet. And, mm. and you get that unfermented fourth mm. flavor from it as well. Yeah. Um, I do enjoy is, that. Huh? <laughs> I enjoy that unfermented yeah. word flavor because I like, I like to just drink. I, I like when I've been brewing and stuff. I like the taste of wort. I think it tastes yeah. really nice. I also like it. Yeah. Especially pre hops, you know, when it's like mm. sweet yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah, that stuff is glorious. Like, it's it really quite nice. Don't they make a soda that's just malt? Oh, they do. And I'm going to forget what it's called. I'll tweet it. I'll remember it and I'll tweet it. But it's a thing. It is a thing and it's supposed to be really, really nice. And I tried it once and it was very good. It's hard to find, but it's really, really nice. And I I love the way they have isotonic on, on like, you know, they have on all the sport. Well, it means straight into the bloodstream, right? Or, or it gets delivered to the bloodstream quite fast. The sugar, so uh, but uh, I would associate that with sports drinks, you know. It's really to, interesting to, that you yeah. say that, Katie, because actually there was a study done. It was only one, so it doesn't mean that it's you know verified by any means. But there was a study done between um, cyclists or runners, I can't remember, who drank like a placebo and then drank non-alcoholic beer the week before a marathon or a cyclist. I'm sure it was a marathon, and. Um, Supposedly, right? Supposedly, the theory was that, or the hypothesis that they were testing was that non-alcoholic beer still has enough like stuff in it. So imagine like electrolytes and various other minerals and things, enough stuff in it to prevent headaches, muscle tension, sprains, and all of the other kind of ways that your body um, fights off its own sort of immunity bits and bobs, you know. Clearly, clearly, I don't do much of the cycling or the running, but like, um, so, so it, it, it apparently, they did a blind test. So they figured out like they took heart rates and various bits and bobs and the people who drank the non-alcoholic beer for the week before, and sometimes they were drinking like a liter a day, uh, they performed better and they had fewer injuries. So there actually might be something to that, like isotonic properties of this non-alcoholic beer thing. Yeah. And I would, I would wonder, you know, the way, um, a lot of, people who are who are, are you have type 1 diabetes would have relied on um leucosade the old leucosade formula mm. they were i don't know if it's hypo or hyperglycemic if they needed a sugar hit and mm. i'm wondering if non-alcoholic beer would would do that i don't know because it's a lot of sugar right yeah it is it, well, it should be anyway a lot of carbs yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean it 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 comes down to how you make it, as far as I understand. Now, there are two ways um, to brew non-alcoholic beer. And um, people listening at home and watching along, please, please, um, you know, comment and, and come and correct me. And, you know, let's let's all learn together. But the, the two ways that I know of are 
kind of not not um, having enough sugars to ferment in the first place, as in having a low uh, grain or a low what's the word I'm looking for, guys? Like a small grain bill. Gotcha. So that you exactly. So if you're making ten liters of beer, for instance, instead of using three or four kilos of malt, which is actually a lot for a ten kilo batch, but anyway, um, you know, you maybe use a five hundred grams, like a very small amount of grains, because the less grains that you add to your initial water to get your wort, the fewer sugars are going to be there to ferment. If there's not that much sugar for the yeast to eat, you're not going to get that much alcohol. So per volume again. So that's the one way, and I don't know a lot about that way at all. Um, but I do think that you'd probably want to add things like a lot of hops at the end, because it will give you the impression of beer. You know, the, the, the sort of hoppiness, I think you'd probably try this with a hoppy beer, um, and uh, that might help with a sort of a weak grain bed or a small uh, like grain bill uh, to make it feel more like beer. Or there is a way to um, use a normal kind of grain bill, so a normal-sized grain bill, but instead of fermenting it, not fermenting it, instead of mashing it, which is the initial cooking process, instead of doing it low, which extracts the most sugars, Okay, from, from the grains, you do it quite high. And that means that a lot of the sugars that you're getting out of the grains are unfermentable. So that's another way to ensure, let's say, a, a sweet beer that's got low alcohol. Now, I don't know how many brewers do it that way or the other way, which seems to be the more common way. And there's three different ways, and that's kind of brewing the beer as usual and then taking the alcohol out. Um, so the first way that you do that is by heating it up. So I didn't know this, but you can do this at home. You can make beer in the normal way, and then you actually heat it up. You almost you know, pasteurize it because it's a bit uh, lower than that, but you can put some into like the oven at 83 degrees centigrade and for 20 minutes or so, depending on what you need and test it. And it, you know, the alcohol kind of evaporates off. So you've brewed a beer and then you heat the alcohol away. How's that? I didn't know that. That makes sense because when you're cooking, like if you cook with wine and stuff, you don't end up yeah. with an alcoholic dish afterwards. As far as I know, the alcohol is evaporated in the cooking process. But then I feel like I recently read something that said, no, no, not as much as cooked off as you think it is. And there's still actually some trace amounts of alcohol. But, you know, sometimes those things that aren't written by scientists don't actually yeah. – like it's just a, it's like a some kind of a ridiculous headline, but then it's yeah. like yeah, but it's point zero 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 like one two, and they're like, but it's still alcohol, and you're like, Bleh. my mom makes a strawberry daiquiri cake, and like sometimes she, the alcohol obviously it's baking, but like you can still sometimes taste it like in the cake. I mean, it's still mm -hmm. good, and it's not like a lot, but like you can still taste that like there is or was alcohol in this cake i don't know it's pretty good it sounds <laughs> delicious and i want this it's so good i'll make it and i'll bring it how about that that sounds perfect stay at my house and make it as much as you want <laughs> candy's like yes 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 to I, that please <laughs> I, I i think my frustration with a lot of non-alcoholic beers that i've tried is that they're very watery right yes, this so, tastes like water i feel like i'm just drinking water There's yeah like they 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 just they're very watery and that might just by by nature of the process. But like I was thinking of um, whiplashes, micro IPA, because they have like the oats and all that stuff in there. And I was wondering mm -hmm. if maybe it would be better if we had a non-alcoholic beer with that like more complex grain bill with some things to sort of try to make up for mm. where you're missing the alcohol, because a lot of them are, they're just so 
watery. Like mm. it's like watery with a bit of hops in there. And you're like, mm. you know that they tried, but it's just. I feel like. Try harder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like those are probably the beers that use those like small grain bowls with big volumes of water. That's because that, that's what it sounds like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the, the Dungarvi one that I'm drinking now is quite hoppy. Like, it's really, really nice. Like, the finish is lovely. Like, it's nice and bitter. It has, you know, what does it have in here? Uh, Challenger Amarillo hops. And you definitely get that in there. And that's absolutely lovely. So I'm not, I'm not taking mm. a dig at this. But I, I feel like in general, the pale ales and the IPAs, um, and the non-alcoholic. Kolsch, I'm drinking a Kolsch right now. They're just, they're, mm. and, and again, that might be by nature but surely we can get better at this and and get it so mm. we can fill that gap a bit maybe mm. with again maybe with oats maybe with just a creamier denser we need more of a mouth feel feel i need mm. i need i need more <laughs> yeah. remember those are sugars so yeah. you, you you add that and it's going to add like uh, sugars to the brew which is going to give the yeast more right but so, like, um, so yeah. here's my question for people who, mm-hmm. who brew, why, you know, if we're, if we're making it a beer, right? Like, can we, oh my God, we're going to, I'm going to get killed. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so, right. So we know that yeast adds certain flavors and like esters and, and these kind of things. And for some beers, like this part is like really, really important. These yeasty flavors add so, so much to the brew. But I wonder if anyone's experimented with not fermenting it like if you get you know you know you have your well, how do you part, make the alcohol if it's not fermented but it's not going to have alcohol because it's a oh, non-alcoholic beer mm. okay i get you now like if someone's just made the wort added you know hops to the boil and just called it a day i think um I'm has gonna, anyone done that i don't know i'm just trying to think of it like kind of from a brewing perspective because you know yeah that's what i'm trying to figure out like what would you end up with because obviously you don't have the yeast so it's not going to ferment you're not going to have any of those yeast characteristics so what you know it's kind of like what are we giving up like we're we're obviously trading the yeast character in the beer like obviously that's a thing that we're trading right we know that that's happening that and the carbonation is also probably gone but you could force carbonate right so you could force carbonate of course so like i'm wondering has anyone done that? Is that an option? Has anyone tried this at home, folks? Like, has anyone in their in their in their labs and <laughs> their little homebrew kids and our big homebrew kids, I should say, done anything like that? I'm that, just that's curious. A, that's a really good question. I mean, that's a really good question. And exactly. So, what what would the difference be if it's not fermented? Um, besides, maybe some sort of technical term of not being able to call it a beer at beer. all. Yeah. You know, what what would the flavor difference be? Because I feel like, mm. I feel like okay. So you make you make the wort. You you know you you you're mashing the grains in. You're getting all the sugar. So you end you first you have something sweet, then you have to boil it so that it sterilizes, and you add the hops, which adds bitterness. So now you've got something that is slightly more concentrated than than before, and it's also got bitterness, right? Then you add the yeast, and the yeast is going to take the sugar. And it's going to eat it, and it's going to poop carbon dioxide and right. alcohol. That's what right. it does. So right. it takes away the sugars that were there to begin with, yeah. leaves behind some of them, mm-hmm. which is like the unfermentable ones. So my gut instinct says that you'd probably end up with something really, really sweet if you didn't right. ferment it. But maybe you could offset it but by you not could, having as much grain. 
Yeah. Or, and you can also mitigate that by adding more sort of, uh, you could add more aroma hops, you could add more flavoring hops, you could add more bittering hops. Like you could balance mm-hmm. that more, but you'd have to, you'd have to really go in with the hops, I think pretty intensely there. Mm-hmm. Um, also possibly rye to kind of boost up that bitterness. You could have a darker green bill. So you could be working with something like a stout. So mm-hmm. you could have more of like the roasty grains and like aim for more of a roastier kind of a malt flavor instead of like a, you know, not necessarily like the lighter styles might be better. Obviously, because there's not any yeast character that eliminates a whole range of beers that, that you know, are dependent on the yeast to give yes. it flavor. Because of course, like we know that the yeast does add a lot of flavor to certain styles and certain yeasts. Certain styles. Like Saison. You could oh. probably have a non-alcoholic Saison. No. Yeah. But, 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 it, I would be, mm, this is something kind of now I want to do this because I just, <laughs> I just need to know. Like I need Experiment to know time. for personal. But like I, I do, I do say that like, it, mm, I don't know that they could, it could probably still be called a beer because like this is another thing that I was going to show you. So mm. this is, this is a ginger beer and this has no alcohol, like not, not a, not a f- drop of anything mm-hmm. in here. Right. And this is still beer so i think they could probably still call it a beer ginger beer is called that though because normally it does have yeast so it's made normally from ginger yeast and sugar and water yeah i mean but i guess like nowadays i mean like no one has really like beer is not necessarily a protected word as much as like say champagne would be or something like that i think you could no. probably still call it beer well or if you live in beverage <laughs> if you live in germany i think beer has to has to yeah um, but, but yeah, the yeah, boat, yeah which is yeah four ingredients so I everything have, is anything craft is basically an ale if you i have i have yeah. words about Sorry. that but I'll oh okay for another <laughs> i was talking on mute we have root beer in the States. That has no alcohol whatsoever in it. It's just mm-hmm. a soda. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it has a little bit of alcohol because as Christine said earlier, every all sodas. But like, it's just it's called root beer. And yeah. I just did a little bit of internet research while you were talking there. Apparently, you can get yeast. Uh, you can get engineered yeast mm. that will ferment really, really slowly so that your alcohol in the finished product is really, really low. Ooh. So that you still get it, you still get a little bit, or it might be selective in which sugars it ferments as well, if it's glucose or lactose or stuff like that. So wanna, it's, people wanna, have, people have been thinking about this. That's I want to do this because this sounds like a lot of fun. Just trial and error to, until we can kind of find a combination that works. But this sounds like a lot of fun. I'm thank you, um, Tandy mm-hmm. and Katie, for just sharing all this information and for for Ooh, answering all more. my ridiculous questions. Um, <laughs> I have yeah. more. Even I have more. Ooh. Because that was only the one way of removing alcohol was by heating it up. Then there are then there are two other ways, but both of them use some sort of distillation. Now the one the one um, method, to be honest, I didn't really understand, but the other method I can tell you about because it it does sort of make sense. So basically, you brew the the beer as normal, and then what happens is that you use reverse osmosis. Okay, so. You basically pass the beer through this really, really fine kind of filter mesh thing, which takes, which only allows the water and alcohol through. Okay. So on the one side of the filter, let's say you've got all the other stuff, the sugars and the, the molecules that are maybe too big to pass through, but they're, they're going to end up being almost syrupy. And on the other side, you've got water and you've got alcohol. They're still mixed at this point, but then you can distill it to get the alcohol out and keep the water or the other way around. So then you mix 
the syrupy sludge from the one part of the filter into the water from the other part. And that's how you get non-alcoholic beer. Because apparently if you heat up the beer, it actually, it changes the taste, right? Um, it often makes it more bitter. It it can ruin a whole bunch of your, your nice creamy notes, for instance. So there's there's many reasons why you probably wouldn't want to do the, the heating up method to uh, to evaporate the alcohol off, although it's still done. Um, so this reverse osmosis way um, is done too, but it's very expensive, which answers one of my questions as well, which was, why on earth are non-alcoholic beers the same price sometimes as regular craft beers with, you know, metric shit ton of hops and all sort of other cool things in them? Like, what is it? And I think that's probably part of it, at least, is the process. And I think they're taxed as well as beer. Which is really ridiculous. Stupid. That is just, I mean, just, just, you know, for here in Ireland, when they're trying to really encourage people to cut back on their alcohol intake, and I'm sure we all have feelings about whether that's okay or not, um, you'd really think that they would just cut tax down on non-alcoholic beer as a way to encourage. Incentivize it, absolutely. Um, And actually, speaking of Tandy, shall we? Shall we? Should we do it? Yes. yes. So we, we, we found the same beer at Little. <laughs> there we go. And it does buck the trend because actually it was really, really cheap. <laughs> it was 97 cents. Exactly. Well, I saw this and just had to buy it because I was I, I 97 cents. Like, I have to be honest. I really don't have a lot of high hopes for this. I have really, mm. you know, I'm like, I, I would love this to just just be delicious because you know sometimes I would like a beer but not the taste of beer or I like to mix it up like you know have something alcoholic and then have something non-alcoholic especially if you're having like a really like high ABV double IPA you know it might be nice to pair that then with something a little bit lower or not alcoholic at all so that way you're not completely tipsy on a Tuesday if you say you want more than one you know pint um this could be the, you know, this could be a good option. Yeah. Um, especially because the price is nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, I agree with that. And I had only thought about this the other day that actually, you know, we, we all, we all sort of sometimes like to hit it kind of hard, you know, and have many beers, but it's actually would be quite nice because you, you, you feel like you're losing something when you're having water or whatever in between. So if you had to go beer, non-alcoholic beer, non-alcoholic, like you'd, you'd, you know, you could control your kind of your your happiness levels and your tips yeah. a lot better without losing the experience or the the, the feel of drinking. You know? Yeah, and that's personally that's what I like at festivals. I like it when breweries offer a lot of nice non-alcoholic are low ABV options for that very reason, mm. because that you can, you can, cause some, you know, they're going to have their real high ABV ones. And it's nice to be able to switch back and forth because you're going to be drinking a lot. Yeah. You just are like, even if you're drinking the small portions, I try to get the smallest portion I can, mm. you're still over the course of day going to consume a lot. And you personally, I don't want to be super, super, super intoxicated by the end of it. So it's nice to be able to kind of go back and forth. And, um, Oh my gosh, it has a yeah. nice piney aroma, doesn't it? It does, it does. It, it, it smells, look, it says it's an IPA, it's like a non-alcoholic IPA. Oh, yeah. It looks, it, it, it looks and smells like an IPA so far. Yeah, so we'll it's, got, it. it's got a nice oh, head and li- nice piney aroma. That's not shit. No, that's not <laughs> shit at all. 
it's quite malty. It's it it's got that malty. caramel malty sweetness. Mm. Um, so that kind of makes sweet, up for the watering mm. wateriness that it's not really watery. Not watery. No, it's quite sweet. It is quite sweet, but because of the because of the bitterness, like there is a bit of end bitterness, and because of the aroma, so the hoppy aroma, like it does it does balance out actually. I am not mad at this at all. No. Usually, I get really like I said, I get upset because it's what this is not watery. Mm. but it is kind of what we were talking about with if you didn't ferment it it's really sweet in the beginning and then it has a more bitter uh happy finish yeah. which is fine yeah. that's fine so this is brewed by um perlenbacher which is i think their 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 german brewery that supplies a lot of um littles um stores with with the various things you know the the the, the kind of the vice beers and whatnot that ah. you see there what was I, the name uh, of the brewery? It's Tandy there. I missed it. Perlenbacher. Oh, Perlenbacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can actually, you know what, Tandy? Uh, this does not say it has yeast in it. This just says water, oh. barley malt, hops, extract, and hops. So I do wonder if this wasn't fermented. I wonder. And then maybe that's why they can sell it for cheaper if it never had yes. yeast in it. Because it's not taxed. Yeah. Crack the code, kids. Ooh. Well done. I yeah, you know what? I I would encourage people to to try this if you can get your hands on it. And I'm gonna try that. Kind of give your feedback. I I will buy this again. Yeah, definitely. Especially at that price. Like I'm not being funny, but it it that solves my 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 problem of them being you know just too expensive normally anyway. Um, yes, because I I really don't want to pay the same amount of craft beer for non-alcoholic beer i just there's and i know people are gonna go christina that doesn't make sense you know what it probably doesn't make sense but my little (laughs) my little brain just cannot wrap my head around it no um yeah but yeah this for 97 cents like this is better than a lot of more expensive ones i've had and it does actually taste beer like beer yeah yeah, that's good. It is. It is sweeter than than you'd you'd want an IPA to be. Yeah, but it still tastes like a beer, which is incredible, especially without the yeast. Like, I mean, there's there's some stuff going on in there that I'm not the biggest fan of. Like, I can definitely get some DMS off of it, which is sort of like a cooked vegetable kind of a flavoring. If you're mm-hmm. not um, a, a beer judge, if you are, you you kind of know what I'm talking about. Like, there's definitely some of that in there, but it doesn't doesn't bother me too much no. um and it also might be a case of um it's 97 cents so i don't care as much mm. um if this were you know like a four or five quid beer i would probably have a lot more to say about that yeah yeah um but at the price point i just it also says less than 0.5 percent, which is interesting because i mean if it doesn't have yeast yeah, it just says ingredients, water, barley malt, hops, extract, and hops. Uh, we should dig into this. We should do yeah, some research should. and get back and get back to everyone about this because this this is quite interesting to me. Yeah, that is interesting. And good good thinking on the non-fermenting because obviously if you don't ferment it, you don't have the risk of alcohol. So that that clearly works. Which yeah. Um, yeah. I moved on to a low-cal beer because I'm always looking for a low-cal beer. So I'm- there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Moved on to Sellis Brewing. They are located in Austin. It's called Low Low. It's a light lager. It's kind of hard to see. Okay, so it's um, 3.9%. That's what yeah, 3.9. 99 calories. calories. So pretty. I decided to to switch it up a bit because, again, January, everybody's looking to lose weight. So why not try yeah. a little beer? Mm. It's pretty good. It's very, very light. Easy what's, to drink. What style is it, Carolyn? Did I miss that? Um, li- a light lager. Oh, it's a light oh. lager. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Lawnmower so, beer. But Lawnmower side beer. note, if anybody has any um, Texas breweries or American breweries that I should try, let me know and I will go find them. I think you've got some catching up. I'm always looking. <laughs> well, I'm always looking for something new and, and I've been to this brewery multiple times. They're, they're on my little beer route in Austin. So. So yeah, hit me up yeah, if there's any good. ones that I should try. So I have one more. I have one more tidbit which I think was quite interesting. Now it's it's not fact, but it 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 comes from fact. So we'll see we'll see what we think of it. But um, there is a theory out there that um, modern day kind of mass produced lagers, as in the the pale bland and uninteresting stuff that we try and avoid most days, um, may have actually come from prohibition times when in the u.s specifically beers over 0.5 percent were banned from production so what would happen is that breweries abm bev all of those guys would produce what they called near beers which were beers lower than 0.5 percent so basically what we're calling non-alcoholic today and yeah the theory is that they potentially only like when prohibition was lifted light lagers only just evolved from that and that's where it stayed you know, so that's almost what's uh, what gave us Budweiser and Coors and all of those kinds of beers today. Interesting. That's really yeah, interesting. Very light. Yeah, like very light. Yeah. So I mean, that's sort of like light lager, extra extra light lagers. I mean, it 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 could very well have come from Prohibition times when, yeah, 
We'll have to do an episode on prohibition in the U.S. because it's really mm. interesting. Because they also that's that's the that's the time of malt tonic as well, which they you, you know they they marketed to women and men, and it was the same sort of deal. But but those malt tonics actually sometimes had the uh, same alcohol or higher alcohol content as a regular beer, but they they made them sound like medicine and they you know they they address them they um advertise them as medicine of course that predates prohibition but they you know they kicked it up a notch during prohibition but yeah we'll have to go um we'll have to have an episode on that with all a bunch of fun history stuff yeah that'll be interesting so katie i know you've got you've got a a new one the wicklow wolf okay i have a new one can you see that wicklow wolf yeah so non-alcoholic hoppy ale And uh, I even have my uh, appropriate glass. Ooh. <laughs> well done. Look at that. Um, and it really is a bit like beery water, I'm afraid. Okay. okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, that's okay. Like, we we got to try. But now, that was two. So, we had Don Garvin and we had Wicklow Wolf. That's two Irish breweries yeah. that we know of with, with alcohol-free beers or it, non-alcoholics. So- Do we have any more? No, I mean I've I've looked. There's a non-alcoholic cider actually that I that I would really want to try, but I, I haven't found it. It's, um, so I definitely want to try that. Um, I will kind of come back to my overall feelings on this. Yes, I think please. I think um, generally I'm missing the malt in this, um, but I think that's by necessity because of the way that they remove the mm. the um, alcohol. Yeah, that one. Mm. <laughs> Lots of lovely hops in here. To be honest with you, this this is of the non-alcoholic beers in this style. That mm-hmm. is not not beers like um, this one that may or may not um, the one that Tandy and I had those yeah. ninety seven cents that may or may not be fermented. But the beers that are missing um, mm. with the alcohol removed from them, I guess. Yes, mm. this yeah. is probably. One of my favorite, you know, it's good. Like it, for what it is, it's good. It's it's got a nice hoppy finish. The bitterness is nice. You get a nice, you know. I, I like that they did. Um, what is it? I like the finish on this quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, you, you know, you're drinking an alcohol-free beer. But mm-hmm. you know, I think mm-hmm. you kind of expect that you know that you're drinking an alcohol-free beer. But yeah, but I, I guess mean, the goal is that you don't want to feel that way. I think maybe, and yeah. maybe that's a maybe that's a thing where we just need to advance in technology, and maybe that, or maybe the technology is just way too expensive and we can't get there. But, but you know, it's a it's a pale ale, and it tastes like a pale ale. Mm. Um, but it, 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 you know, it's an alcohol free pale ale. And and if you didn't tell me it was an alcohol free pale ale, and I was drinking it, I could tell you that it's an alcohol free pale ale. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I haven't met an alcohol free beer that I couldn't tell was an alcohol-free beer. Mm. I've, I've got a third one, which I'll open in a bit um, after I polish down, you know, wild, wild nights here drinking the, the <laughs> non-alcoholic IPA. But I've actually got one from BrewDog. So it's yeah. as yeah. I've had Yeah. I've had that one. Yeah. Because they also have Nanny State, right? Yes, Because they're they other alcohol-free. Now, Wait, I wish and- I could have found that because actually I've had that before and it's really nice. See for me, I I I would say I I liked the Dungarvan not alcohol free more than the Nanny State one. The Nanny State one was really watery for me. But you see, I've also not had it for a very long time. But I remember <laughs> drinking it once and thinking, "Oh, this again, this isn't shit." Because I, I've got I've got such low expectations. Yeah, 
the, and, and yeah. yeah and that and that's how yeah. i feel with the john garvin one it's 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 nice but it's mm. definitely alcohol free and you can taste that it's alcohol free that's mm-hmm. okay that's mm-hmm. okay but i know that it's alcohol free but out of the alcohol free beers that i've tried it's great you know it, it does what it says on the tin um I, like we said earlier i just would like more malty alcohol free mm. beers um which is um, sorry lads the 97 cents one well, I'll tell you what. I mean, this this one was pretty multi. This uh, yeah, Steagle, Steagle. Yeah, there we go. You know, there was a there was a um alcohol free that was pretty multi. wheat beer at Little. It was like a Ooh. it was a Euro something, and I kind of want to go back and get that and see what I think. Got to try it. Got to try all mm. the things. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's interesting. I'm curious how the wheat beer would turn out. Mm. Yes, because that might solve the malt problem, and that's what I was thinking about. But then the yeast is really important. So, yeah, I don't know. So that's why I'm curious for you to try it and see what it... So I guess I'm going to have to go back and buy it and try it, huh? <laughs> Darn, yeah. Damn. It's, um, so it's interesting. I know, I know some of our friends and um, a lot of people have been complaining about the fact that dry January is very hard for people. And not because they're struggling to give up alcohol. I mean, I think that's a totally different problem. But because of like toxic drinking culture on yeah. Twitter and Facebook and various things. Um, have any of you guys experienced like people almost judging you or trying to force you and pressure you to drink when you weren't in the college. mood or when you weren't wanting to? <laughs> college. Well, yeah. In Ireland, it's like you're either pregnant or you're on antibiotics or you're an alcoholic. They are basically the three acceptable reasons for not drinking. <laughs> or used to be, used to be. I think yes. it is coming around, but it's, yeah, it's a, it's a big problem. Mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, you don't owe anyone your drinking, your your alcohol consumption. You don't need to explain that to anyone. If you just say, you know, I don't drink or I'm not drinking tonight, no one should be asking you any further questions. Like it's really none of their business. Um, if you want to wake up tomorrow and say you never want to drink a beer again in your life, that's fine. If you want to wake up tomorrow and say you only want to drink beers named Betty, that's also fine. You know, mm-hmm. whatever you put into your body is your business and just your business. No one else's. Mm-hmm. You don't owe anyone drinking or purchasing or anything of their alcohol you don't owe them that um that's you know that's another lie that capitalism told you (laughs) it's um it's it's tough and i think it's been amplified a little bit because of covid and because we want to support breweries and various things and i think that there's a lot of kind of guilt tripping so it's like oh don't do dry january because your breweries need your support you know that sort of thing which doesn't at all exclude people buying booze but not drinking it so their logic is a bit flawed anyway but um you know i wonder i wonder how much covid has really affected that struggle anyway and yeah christina i totally agree with you i mean nobody needs to pressure anybody into drinking it's absolutely ridiculous and i think as soon as all the schools it was announced that the schools were gonna go homeschooling for the month of january all the memes around uh dry january out the window we're gonna need gin after school teaching the kids all day you know what i mean (laughs) It does sort of reinforce a toxic association. Yeah, I can't cope, it so does. I'm going to drink to cope, which is just I'm not going to armchair psychologist everyone, but really probably not the best way to be coping with things. No, but you know the 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 thing is is I understand that it's a really hard time for small businesses, and that is awful. But that that is an issue between 
the business and the government and the government's decision to keep them closed. And so we should, they should be getting more funding from the government. The government should be giving them more things to make sure that they can stay open and that they can maintain their businesses. Full stop. They are, they definitely deserve and are owed this from the government, from us as, you know, a society to be able to maintain their business and they can reopen again. But you as an individual consumer do not need to give them money when you decide that you're not going to drink this month or next month or tomorrow or never again. And yeah. I, th- I think it's uh, I think it's sad that people are avoiding social media. They're avoiding their own friends. You know, they're avoiding um, all social interactions because they're feeling pressure to not do dry January. Whether that's from brands or from their own friends, I think that's ridiculous. Like that's um, th- that really is toxic, and that actually gives that gives a, a decent relationship with alcohol like a really bad name. It really does, and and I think you know. As someone who's interested in craft beer, like I'm interested in craft beer for the flavor and for the taste and and for all these other things. And of course, I also do like to get a little tipsy, like, you know, it happens. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm not going to be ashamed of that. But equally, it's okay if people are like, you know what, I drank a lot over Christmas at home and I'm kind of sick of drinking. So I'm just Mm -hmm. not going to anymore. That's okay. That's you don't need. Of course, you don't need my permission. You know, you're probably sitting there going, Christina, I know it's okay, but I'm, I'm just. Yeah, you know, you don't need to justify yeah. that. Somebody probably needs to hear it. And um, I mean, alcohol is so weird because it's the only thing that is, you know, effectively age controlled. That people, like, people will ask you what's wrong if you don't drink. Like, yeah, oh, why don't you don't drink? Like, it's 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 the only like drug, I guess, that that people force you or really put pressure um, on you to actually partake in. And that is that blows my mind, man. And and also just. Just to say this, um, and this this is really not, I'm not trying to, to have a dig, but I have noticed like there is there are issues with when we surround every kind of networking event that that with alcohol, and then we pressure people when they're there to drink. People who don't drink, they lose all those networking opportunities, or they feel uncomfortable with those networking opportunities, or they feel judged because they might very well be, or they probably reasonably are, um, which isn't fair. Um, especially from like a business standpoint, like you want to get ahead in your, your field. And when everything is surrounded by alcoholic as an academic, I can tell you that it is, there's wine receptions and, you know, you know, wine this and wine that, and, and, you know, this and that, and the other thing, and that's fine. Like, you know, I, I like to drink, but I think that we should have that as an option and not the rule. If that makes any sense, not make it necessary to the networking event and not make people who don't drink feel alienated or uncomfortable Mm. because they should be able to have access to those opportunities without feeling out of place or judged well right yeah i mean i know a couple people that don't drink and they're like i just get a coke and just people like ask i just tell them it's coke that i don't drink and i'm like simple enough that's great you, you shouldn't you shouldn't have to be pressured in drinking. And if you don't drink mm. for a reason X, Y, Z, you should just accept that the person just, now if they want to openly tell you why they don't drink great, but like you shouldn't pressure. You actually, you actually don't have a right to know as well. No. And, I'm, fact, I've been guilty. and I'm sure I've been guilty of asking people why they're not drinking. Like oh, I'm sure I have been yeah. like everybody has. And like, I'm sure it's my friend who drinks all the time. They decide not to drink anymore. I will probably ask them. Whoa. Why? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. If I'm, if, but I, if I it's mean... somebody that I work with or somebody that I'm friends with and I know they don't drink, I'm not going to sit here and no. ask them. No, <laughs> I, I have business. a, yeah, I have a couple of friends who don't drink and you just, you know, that is that's fine you know but yeah 
probably if if it's one of my good friends, like one of you guys, and we're somewhere and we, and we weren't drinking, I might be like, "What's going on? You want antibiotics? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, Are you like, yeah." Although, although you can actually drink with most antibiotics. Yes, you can. <laughs> That's a myth. Oh, I've heard you can't, but good. interesting. It's no, it's, 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 it's a, it's a myth. It's a, it's a myth. You, now there are some that you can't with, but most antibiotics you can, you can drink on. It's, it's perfectly fine. Huh? I just always ask, like if I am going to go on to them and thank goodness I haven't really been on antibiotics for a while, but um, I just sort of ask because I don't, you know, I don't, uh, I don't want to harm myself, and I also don't want to, I, you know, if it's not going to do any harm, and if I really wanted a beer or something, well, then why not? Yeah, it's just better to ask. Exactly, because uh, you're supposed to finish out your course of antibiotics and just say you're feeling much better by day three, but you have a seven-day course. You should mm. be able to go out and socialize if you want to. Yeah, that's and I mean that's what home. the pharmacist is there for to answer those questions. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I ask too, and they've always been very happy to answer all my questions. And and I've never felt judged by being like, "Can I have a beer on this?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but that that maybe is also a symptom of the kind of society that we live in, where actually we, the pharmacist will be like, "Yeah, yeah, don't worry, you can drink, don't worry, fine." Like <laughs> instead yeah. of you know instead of just saying, "Just you're sick, go home, be okay, and don't yeah. drink beer." <laughs> okay, so I'm onto this brew dog now. Mm. Punk as fuck. Let's see. I mean, it's, it smells. It smells very hoppy, very, very also like piney, kind of dank. Like it, sm- it smells yum. Like smells. Very- and are you familiar with the with the regular punk? Mm. Okay. I love I love the regular punk. It's a uh, it, it it would be one of my kind of go to everyday beers. Yeah. yeah, love it. Yeah, it's not bad, but it does. I you know what I actually think it lacks. I think it lacks carbonation. Mm. Um, and yeah, yeah the Wicklow Wolf one is really flat mm. yeah. and it's funny because I think actually you know it will look it looks carbonated but then it kind of goes dead quite quickly and actually I think that that carbonation helps to make it feel more like beer whereas this is, mm. this is well carbonated I'm just trying this it's still it's still foaming for me I should probably pour this in a glass but yeah this is this one's fine mm. so may, maybe maybe a Lack of carbonation helps, you know, or, or takes away from a beeriness of it. But it does, it does taste a bit insipid. You know, it's yeah. not, um, it, like the aroma's there. The bitterness is there. Like, it is quite bitter. It's, it's, it, it definitely, like, it smells legit, but it just, it just does lack on that body and that, that flavor. So, yeah, kind of, kind of middle of the road, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, sorry, when I'm saying this one, um, people who aren't watching, I was referring to the Dungarvan one. It's, it's, yeah, it's, we're, we're still working on some nice carbonation in there. So that's, that's nice. Um, yeah, I'd say my take on the non-alcoholic Irish beers that I've, or that I drank the Dungarvan one, it's, it's okay. Mm. Yeah. It's an, it's an all right non-alcoholic beer. If I had a choice of non-alcoholic beers and this was one of the options, I would pick this one. Mm. That's a good um, accolade for us. It is a good accolade. Yeah. yeah. Katie, I'm going to try two, that. Out of your two, which one would you have again? Definitely it would be the German, the Erdinger, mm-hmm. alcohol-free, I'm afraid. I really awesome. wanted to like the Wicklow Wolf, but mm. it's really, really flat. It lacks a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're looking, at, there's still even a little bit of foam and we're what? Yeah. Nearly 50 minutes yeah. later. Yeah. Oh. 
Karen, um, of your two, because I mean, one is low alcohol and one is like lower alcohol, I guess. Or one's light and one's yeah. low alcohol. Which, uh, I mean, are they even comparable? I mean, no, because they're two different. I mean, one's a hmm. lager, one's a Kolsch, so I can't really like, and they both kind of, I don't want to say they're watery because that's not the right word. There's not a lot of flavor, <laughs> I guess, to them. Like, like they're good. Weird. I think it's watery, yeah. I, well, I'm trying to be nice here. <laughs> it is It is really hard to say something negative about something because they always just want them to do so, so well. Because it's not – because they're not bad. Like, if if they were an option, I would drink them. Like, mm. if somebody was like, oh, I have this. Oh, okay. Like, I'll try – I'm willing to try everything. I know I like Celis beers. I've had their other beers before. So, like, I've – know for a fact they make good beers surreal i have this is the first beer i've tried so i kind of want to go and try some of their other beers that are alcoholic beers because this was non-alcoholic and the cellus was locale so i kind of want to try the surreal beers just in general and just to see because this isn't a good judge it's good it's just lacking yeah it's lacking lacking, yeah yeah i kind of disagree in the sense that i think that we should we should be fair when we're criticizing because we we all want for these non-alcoholic and low low alcohol and low calorie we want them to succeed but i don't think that anyone's going to change anything unless we're kind of you right. know, sometimes also stating i'd like it to be more this yeah. or more that so right now, no no i completely agree with yeah. you it, i completely agree it's just i struggle saying it yeah um because yeah I, I want I want it to be taken within the, the, the spirit in which it's given, which is, you yeah. know, for what's on the market right now, it's mm. a really good option. Right. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Now, I do have a Blue Moon citrus wheat that's 95 calories Ooh. that I picked up. So maybe <laughs> I'll open that next. Maybe you should. What time is it in Texas, Caroline? But just for... It's two o'clock. Oh, that's two okay. Good. That's okay. Yeah, you're yeah. good. It's five o'clock somewhere, guys. Yeah, exactly. All right, I'm going to yeah. open it up just because I want to try it while we're here. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's brewed with tangerine peel and Ooh. it's 3.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories. So it's like a so I figured... blue moon, right? Yeah, but okay. I, but yeah, I mean, we That's all know awesome. what a blue moon tastes yeah. like. I picked it up first before I saw this other low-cal one. I was like, try it. I can get a single. So That's awesome. Did any of you guys try the Guinness alcohol free before it was recalled? No. No, me neither. And and I would like to try that. Me yeah. Too. Me too. And I it's the the reason it was recalled was really interesting was because um micro microbial growth, wasn't it? Um because of the remember. lack of alcohol. The alcohol would have would have yeah. <laughs> Go figure. This this is very light like i just feel like i'm drinking like a like blue moon citrus wheat beer but like i feel like i'm not tasting a bunch of beer which isn't a bad thing i just feel like i could drink these pretty quickly <laughs> in a good way not a bad way okay well yeah that's not like it tastes i can definitely taste the tangerine peel which is different and i kind of like it because it gives it a different mm. like because gives it a different flavor that's everybody nice. knows what a blue moon tastes like. Mm. Yeah. They they just added an extra kick with a tangerine flavor. And I kind of like it. kind of like it better. Well, that makes sense because I remember when I used to live in America, a lot of times they'd serve blue moon with like an orange slice. So mm. probably adding the tangerine in there would probably cover up some of the wateriness and would kind of make 
a bit more of the flavor with the yeast and yeah. things kind of play well together. Yeah. I like it. Mm. That's cool. That's a good shot. It's a good Tandy, summer beer. Tandy, what are your final thoughts on, on this little beer? I mean, I think it's, I think it's absolutely worth the money. Yeah. And, um, and, and because they also come in these, like they're, they're also, I don't know, they're 330 mil. And I like that they're not a 500 mil bottle. So they're not, you know, it's not a big commitment, even though it's a, a small, like alcohol beer, you could stack a few of them in your cupboard and have them, you know, pop them open for when you really need to balance your, your drinking out or this could feel like you're drinking beer. Like it's really, of the three that I've had today, this is my favorite. This is okay. this, this yeah. is my favorite too, mm. to yeah. be honest with you. And this is yeah. actually probably my favorite non-alcoholic beer I've had ever. Mm. Um, and I've had quite a few. Mm. Um, I probably not all of them anywhere near, but I've, I've definitely had a, mm. a, a decent amount. This tastes like a beer. It does. It does. It's good. It could pass. Yeah, it's good. And it it's affordable. Yeah, yes. it doesn't taste like the best beer I've ever drank by any stretch of the imagination, but it tastes like a beer. It's still, in a lot of ways, tastes better than some IPAs that I've tasted, actually, mm. and some parallels. It's almost okay. So it's not really IPA-ish. It's more like no. a parallel with a with a with a decent aroma. But um, it 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 could pass, really. I mean, I've I've had worse beers, real beers. It's, it's very yeah. it's very malt forward, so it's definitely mm. leaning into mm. the malt. Definitely mm. get the caramel notes. I do get a little DMS. I actually get a little di- diacetyl, which is sort of like that buttery booby popcorn. Yeah. I get not necessarily the taste, but the the feeling. Okay. The slickness, a little bit of it. Again, I don't mind it because it's malt forward. It doesn't bother me. Diacetyl doesn't bother or diacetyl. Like, whatever. I say diacetyl as well. That's how I say it. It doesn't bother me at all. Um, I mm. like it. I will buy it again. I will probably go back and buy a couple of them to stick mm. in my house yep. um, for when I want a beer, but not the uh, alcohol. No, I agree. I think that's that's my favorite of the three. Um, this this uh, steel one is is nice enough but i think it just tastes too much like a uh, wort um, which i like but not for a beer like i think if i'm going to want an alcohol free beer i want it to still feel like beer and i think that's that little one made the most sense and the brew dog one like the brew dog is not bad but when you put these two head to head i'd rather pay less which is just yeah. it's just it's just fact of life i'm going to pay less so i'll yeah. buy these so that's it and and that's honestly that's really a big push for me as well. Yeah. If I'm I don't want to pay a lot of money for a non-alcoholic beer, and that is pure Christina just ran, random reason. I just don't <laughs> want to pay a lot for it. So I can go and I can get three of these or four of these for the price of one. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not a great thing to yeah. say because I should support local breweries, but that's yeah. a good price. No, that's it. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I just, and I know we talked about this already. I just think it's ridiculous that if I'm going to go to a pub, I don't want to pay $6 for a non-alcoholic beer when I can get an alcohol beer. Like, that's my personal opinion. (laughs) Disagree with me. That's fine. But, like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, if I'm, yeah. Like, I'd rather get a soda at that point or water than spend money on basically the same thing yeah no i I agree with you i also think and this is just a quick tangent i think more pubs and stuff should do more um specials and free things for designated drivers i think that is something that they don't do enough of and i mean the cost of a soda is like non-existent in the amounts that restaurants buy it in i mean i'm not talking about fancy soda but like you know yeah 
um, just the, the, the normal kind of cheapy stuff. Like mm. it would, it would really make, I think a difference in like a, a from a safety perspective, if you're like, Hey, come yeah. drink here. DD gets free. Yeah. Yeah. Soda tea. tea I feel even. like, I feel like most places in America do like, if you say like, I'm not drinking, they're like, Oh, okay. Like here's your free soda. Here's whatever. I feel like most places, not all, but it, I mean, but then again, in America, like we drive everywhere. Like, yeah. We don't have decent public transportation in every city, so we have to drive or take an Uber. And sometimes you don't want to take an Uber because they're expensive. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's realistic, exactly. So, yeah, just like rural Ireland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It w- it would be Where nice. Where you can't if- take an Uber sometimes because right. there's no Ubers. It would yeah. it would be nice if you could be like, listen, I'm the DD, and they'd be like, okay, here's your free tea or free coffee. Yeah, pick something or something free unlimited cheap. soda or something like just sodas, something cheap. Like- Mm-hmm. That would encourage mm-hmm. people to like be smart. Yeah. Yeah. No. So before before we sort of close up and wrap up, like I think it might be worth mentioning that there's also quite a lot of cool alcohol free cocktails and stuff to drink. Mm. Yeah. And um and there's a few you know, there's a few pro- uh, like spirit makers and things who do non alcoholic G and Ts and that sort of thing. And while I probably um wouldn't hurry to go and get those because I'd Again, just rather drink the real thing. It, it might be a fun thing if you're not really a beer drinker um, or if you don't like the taste of non-alcoholic beer to try one of those because that also, again, may feel closer to the real thing if you're if you're a big old beer fan. And, uh, yeah, that might be or, worth looking into. Yeah, like it sounds like a really good option if, you know, if you're a pregnant person and you really miss okay. your cocktails or your drinks out and you want to, you know, you like the, the trying of different things and the process and the whole thing. Like that sounds like a great option. Mm. Agreed. I remember in South Africa there was a um, a company that started with, with canned like virgin G&Ts. And I think it was – I don't know if it was the first in the world, but it was definitely the first – in a lot of places, I don't know. I'm going to just, you know, make make up stories about about South Africa now. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even blame the booze this time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, they 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 won some awards in London and stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's really but, yeah, cool. So there are there are other options, not just beer, and um, and maybe if you're a beer drinker, try the non-alcoholic gins, and maybe if you're a gin drinker, try the non-alcoholic beers and see if those make a difference. But yeah. And maybe we'll come yeah, back but- and do an episode on non-alcoholic spirits for reasons. For reasons. Yeah. yeah. And people should, people should let us know if they've tried any, what they like, so we can go and exactly. find There's actually, for the aftertimes, there's a bar on Capel Street in Dublin called the Virgin Mary, and they don't serve any alcohol. Wow. Everything hmm. is alcohol-free. That's awesome. And they we have an extensive range of cocktails. We should totally that go. That tastes like delicious. All right, when I come visit, we're going. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Guys, I think we're going to close it up there. And uh, thank you to everybody who uh, joined us for this episode. You can um, find us find us on all the social medias. And we'd really, really appreciate it if you um, shared, shared this episode with your friends or shared the podcast with your friends. Give us a review. Um, that's the way that these sort of things grow. And um, otherwise like comment teach us things on on instagram facebook twitter all the places and uh we'll see you next week thank you friends for bringing your non-alcoholic beers thank you cool thank you. Great to chat. <laughs> bye everybody bye, bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.